This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Seagull Social Series 3, Episode 41. Brighton have just been beaten 5-1 by Prime Real Madrid, Barcelona and Bayern Munich, Man United, Chelsea put together. And, oh no, wait, it's just Everton Football Club. And we got absolutely battered by Everton Football Club. Uh, we've been on the end of a few laughs on our match preview we've done. I wasn't there, but... Um, I think, I don't know, you, Maz and Ryan might... I haven't looked, and I'm actually sort of glad. No, I yeah, there are comments being like, oh, you underestimated us, all that sort no, of no, stuff. No, 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 well, hang aged, about, aged hang about, hang about. I'm talking for myself here, I don't know about Ryan, but I said it'll be a tight... No, I predicted us to win, of course. Like, look... Yeah, I said we were 3-0, so... Let, let's be real, look, it's let's really be right. frank about it. Before the game, no one could have predicted what happened yesterday. No one. I, I, unless you're, you know, some kind of mystic meg, I don't think anyone could have predicted what I happened yesterday. I genuinely don't think anyone did, no. No. Yeah, so I don't I don't see how people are going to attack us for for having a view of Brighton will win. Fair mm. enough if we'd gone if we'd gone full like we're going to batter them, we're going to smash them. I don't think we did that unless unless I've got my biased sort no. of glasses on. I don't think we ever said we're going to no, batter no. them. I, I said it would be a really tough game, yeah. and well, yeah, it turned out to be a very tough game because we got absolutely battered. So <laughs> the only yeah, thing I, I could I, think they got annoyed at, which is but to be fair, is still true, is. Ryan, when you were saying how they're obviously like a really poorly run football club, which they are, you still can't argue that. It's just they still managed to batter us. Yeah, yes. it's change. funny because my take on yeah. Everton Football Club is via fans of Everton Football Club. So, um, you know, yeah. thanks to the you know fans that we've got from the stuff that we do, um, you know, that's that's. But you know, look at the end of the day, as Maz says, it's a, it's a result that you can't cannot predict. And I take my hat off to to Everton fans giving it back. I'd have done the same, right? I say this every single yeah. time. I'd do exactly the same. So if I watched that and I saw an Everton fan saying that Brighton are nothing, you know, they're a nothing team, whatever that you know, teams like Brighton, small club, and then we went and smashed you six nil, I'd be saying, look, that's hilarious, and I'd do exactly the same. So look, fair play, I'd have done the same. And it is what it is, football banter. Obviously, if it goes too far, I haven't seen anything that has, so I can't really say that. So yeah, it's it what it is. We move on. 
So we're back. Um, Ryan just said something, I'm pretty sure. And then we, whilst we were off air, Jack's telling us what he had for dinner. He said he had a curry and then realised he had fajitas instead in a matter of like a couple it was, of seconds. It was so spicy. It was really No matter spicy. what it was, it was spicy and there's probably chicken. Let's just say the, the other podcast host could hear me breathing quite heavily. <laughs> Uh, That's why we stopped. So I wanted to change my audio because of, I think oh, I was getting the meat Apologies for that. Yeah, it's fine. Um, uh, Jack, we haven't, we haven't heard your opinion like straight away yeah. from the game. We conceded in 34 seconds, I think it was. Yeah, that was Did that you was think, much. did you expect it to then become a bit of like an embarrassing nah, scoreline? I got some bad, bad feeling when they swapped ends. Soon oh, as yes. the game. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I agree as with you. As, as soon as they did the swap, I'm glad you picked oh, up on not that. Right We're here. finished. Yeah. There's something in the air, and then yeah. and then it just seemed to just sort of degenerate from there. Really, I was quite. I I had a, I had a few to drink. Um, to the five thirty <laughs> kickoff, and it, when you holiday. it just sort of it just was a bit of a sensory overload to concede within there. That just sobered up instantly. <laughs> yeah, just sobered up instantly, going from like, oh yeah, great, this is going to be a good day, to oh shit. Um, yeah. I think we just started really poorly, like Matoma gave away the ball and that was that. It was, yeah, yeah I, I mean, he was the one player who had a bit of a stinker, like, um, yeah. not to look too much into Matoma's it. Matoma's finished, that's the pod title, isn't it, boys? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure we were, and, yeah, and, and I'm sure that, that's definitely not the <laughs> no, case. Um, no, of course But yeah, is. I think it just, they 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 did a job on us like mm. Burnley did. Under yeah, Sean that, that's the thing. Under Sh- so Sean Dyche's record is insane. I think the last six times he's played mm. at the Amex, let me rattle it off my dome. It was like th- I think it was three nil, and then one all, one all, three one, yeah. or three nil, and then five one or something like that. Something mm-hmm, similar yeah. to that. So he he yeah. absolutely loves playing at the Amex, and he was mm. a weird one. Like going into the game, you just thought everything screams Brighton win. But the way Everton are playing, mm. the way we've been playing, you think. Surely we're going to score loads of goals. Surely Everton are going to fail to score any. Um, yeah. But then at the back of my mind, I was like, could this be that banana skin? I think a few fans did also feel that as well. So it was yeah. in a weird way. I wasn't like reacting every time the ball went in. I was a bit like, I kind of not didn't see this coming because no one saw a five-one loss coming. But yeah. I just felt like it was going to be a banana skin. I don't know about you, Maz. Yeah, uh, look, so... Well, maybe yeah. not from the match preview, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, no, no, exactly. No, yeah, like, like uh, Jack said, I think the the shock of 34 seconds in, or 37 seconds in, wherever it was, to concede, I was just like, what the hell is going on? And then it, it didn't really get better, if that makes sense. As in, you know, like when you see signs of, oh, you know, we can get back into this. And of course, there was, yes. a, there was a few times, because I, I, I was right by... Um, the left hat, so the west. I was in the west and lower, and obviously yeah, like on on Matoma's side for the first half. Mm. Yeah, and I could like he at first with Patterson. I thought, Do you know what, he could have Patterson here, mate, potentially. Mm. And then as the game grew, Patterson got better, and fair play to him. He he kept Matoma quiet. He was he was getting stuck into him. I think that's what really put Matoma off. And I think Matoma for me is if you can tell fatigue's really you know bit, taking a big part into why he's maybe not performing recently. But yeah, I thought Patterson just kept him out, and I thought the it wasn't particularly gay and Ghana. I thought it was more so Iwobi McNeil and uh, who's the attacking midfielder? 
uh, remind me. Garner. Oh no, Decore, Decore, sorry. Oh, yeah, Decore, yeah. yeah, so yeah, for me, it was those three that really, like, every time they hit us on a counter, they just looked like they were going to score. Every time in that first half, which they, they pretty much did, to be fair. Um, mm. And so that, that, that attacking trio, for me, just ran the game, yeah. like, early on. And they just, yeah, they just cut us apart every time going back for Webster was poor, obviously got dragged at half time. Um, and yeah, mate, it just from, from that first, first goal, it just sort of it didn't yeah, look like, like we Dunk were got spun, improve. didn't he? Within, yeah. literally before that first goal, you think it just stuck a leg out. It, just, it looked a bit lazy. It just looked, it was a very, very poor decision. It seems obviously it's easy for me to say as a person watching it, but mm-hmm. I just thought well, that was just really yeah, poor it was just too, It was just too easy. I think just to sum I, it all up, it was everything yeah. about their goals were just too easy. We, it's like we literally yeah. went, right, there you go, run through, just, yeah. you know, have a go. But you three it just happened fucking, so many times around. though. And yeah. that's, that's leading me on to my next question. Ryan, this might be, this one for you probably. Uh, Zerbi was getting a bit of stick online. I think even from some pundits because the same thing was happening over and over and over again. It was like every counter-attack looked dangerous, looked like we were going to concede. But nothing changed tactically from De Zerbi, just kind of until half time, obviously, when it was, what, 3 0 by then. Was it too late? Or do you think that was a poor decision from him to not change anything and just stick with what was going wrong constantly? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to dig out, you know, the man that's literally saved us this season from mm. becoming potentially, you know, really down there. You could say and when it's a mistake I'll... or not, though. Yeah, 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 of course. And I think, yeah, he yeah, he made a mistake. I, I think the mistakes happened before the game. I think we underestimated them, if I'm honest with you. I think the 11 was wrong. Um, I, I was, I know I'm a big Gilmore fan. Everyone knows I'm a big Gilmore fan. But I, I, did, I, I did think it was a surprise to see him dropped. And I think you saw the big gap when he was. I think that the, the right side was being overrun every single time. And, you know, you feel for, for Kunda in them moments, to be honest. And um, Gross as well was being done for pace, as he would be. Um, and I think we lost so much in midfield putting Gross out there. Obviously, Caicedo did a job out there, but that was when Gilmore was in. And I think he's got a bit more legs than Gross. And I think that when you're coming up against teams like Everton, <laughs> um, you know, you've got legs and they're up for it. And they're, you know, they're, what they do is old school football, but also some beautiful football. To be fair, in the first half, Sean Dyche was playing some nice football. Don't take anything away from that. But... Yeah, they, they, those those sort of moments there where there was nothing, there was nothing to stop these counter attacks. We were putting so many forward with no one holding it, and it was just leaving Dunk in the in the in the open. It was leaving Webster in the open. Gross was nowhere to be seen after time, and, and Purvis you can't really bank on just three of them getting back. Up, you know when they're so high up the pitch. Um, I think we put eight forward, and we didn't have anyone back at times um, apart from Duncan Gross and that's sorry Duncan Webster, and that's when we got spun. And, yeah. you know, it, it comes from mistakes, yes, but I think that it comes from a, yeah, it, it's errors from the Serbian. He'll be the first to admit it, of course. Mm. It's just weird, like, because we played like this all season. And it's insane that it's come in, like, the 36th game of the Premier League season or or even more so. Obviously, we played some cup games as well. It's just mad that we've only just been kind of caught out. I feel like, how has no other team yeah, maybe done too. this to us yet? Mm. Yeah, I guess that for us as well. But, yeah, just these counter counterattacks were relentless. And I was just, I had to remember to the uh, definition, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And it felt like that in the first half. I was just thinking, why are you not changing? Why are you not making any changes? Did you think that, Jack? Yeah, I mean, I thought he got the team line up wrong. I mean, I'm not a professional manager, so I'm... But I also thought he got the line up wrong against... You go to more games than most football managers in a season. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I'm sure I do. Um, I thought he got the team line up wrong against Wolves, though. And how wrong was I yes, on that one? Exactly. So, yeah. you know, these these sort of That's things happen. Um, I think 
while you talk about Gilmore getting dropped, I think with the amount of games that we've got coming up, like the Premier League have seriously done us dirty to give us, what, six games in a month, which no other team's going to have to deal with um, in this final end. You've got to be quite clever with wh- who you drop at certain points. Yeah, that's fair. And because you can see the fitness last night was really low. Like, you know, as, as good as Gross is, and he's an absolute engine, he, he was looking like he was on his last legs last night. Yeah. Especially for that Dwight <laughs> McNeil goal right at the end, where yeah. he was, you know, almost did a full circle round and mm. came back again, did another Mate, circle. Even Sonny pulled, his, pulled up his oh, hammy yeah. Yeah, and after I 20 minutes he, of being on the pitch or whatever it was. So That's I understand probably, season, probably why he made some of the decisions to drop certain players. I didn't think... I thought, to be honest, I just thought nobody really turned up. Um, you know, as much as we can play, he got the lineup wrong. That worked against Wolves, and arguably Everton. And this is not meant to be disrespectful, but have been a worse team than Wolves this season, um, as a whole. So you, you would think that'd work again. The only thing I thought maybe, maybe with the pace that they have, maybe not having having Gross at right back was a recipe for disaster, because Sean Dyche's teams attack with pace. Um, yeah. And if you remember the last time uh, we played uh, Everton, uh, Everton down at the Amex, Gross played left back and got absolutely murdered by Damari Gray. If you remember correctly, yeah, that was it. Uh, I can't remember what season that was now, but um, last year, yeah. So I, I think he got the lineup wrong, and maybe he could have made that quadruple sub like after the second goal. <laughs> that might have seemed yeah. absolutely ridiculous, and whether he was trying to ease Ferguson back in with only with only a. Uh, 45 minutes rather than you know an hour or something it could definitely be different but to be honest I think he just got it wrong and he'll probably be the first one to admit that and I think a lot of the players didn't turn up though as well at the same time right no, exactly. he also didn't turn up did he yeah yeah I know for players in. Um, that's that second goal I can't remember what minute it was it might have been like the 12th minute or something like that yeah um I mean, it, when it, when he was breaking, when Dwight McNeil was breaking down the left, and because I was watching, I was working for it, so I had to watch it on the TV. Um, I was literally seeing Decore run down the right hand side. I'm sure probably you all, all of you in the stadium mm. were as well. You're thinking he's just he's so free, he's so free, and then the ball goes over, over to him, and you're thinking, oh, he's just oh, about yeah. to make it. He makes it. We just didn't fancy should, marking him. Should yeah. Jason Steele have saved it? Because we're going to talk about the goalkeeper situation, as which is. Maybe harsh as it is talking about it, because I know what Jason threw, J- Jason still has been through in the past with Sunderland, that sort of stuff. Um, but I think we will have to talk about some of the shots that he faced. And yes, he mm-hmm. made he's made some decent saves. Um, but I think for the third goal, the positioning was very questionable. Yeah. And maybe I'm being super critical, Maz, but the second goal, you feel like it wasn't exactly tucked away into like the corner or close to the post. It looked like it was very. It looked like it was a lot closer to him. To get an arm on it, yeah. I don't know if I'm volley, being super harsh. It was, it was, yeah, yeah, it was a great volley, of course. Great, great say, finish. It was great, a fantastic great strike. Sorry, yeah, fantastic finish. Like the way he sort of got, lifted his leg up that high to, to mm. even connect with it, let alone you know put it away, nearly you know nearly top bins. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's a bit harsh on still. Look, I, it, when it comes to the the goalkeeper debate, you could it's literally like a flip of the coin, right? Like they've all got their pros and their cons, and. In the long run, I think I do want Sanchez back. I think I think he is overall the better goalkeeper in my in my humble opinion. However, like, can you drop still? Obviously, after this game, you probably could because that might seem fair. But 
up to that? Had he really done anything wrong? You know, he obviously got that penalty save against Forrest, but then had a few questionable, you know, moments. Mm. And, you know, he's, he's had questionable moments throughout the season, as has Sanchez. So, I mean, it's like, out the two, mm. it's literally a flip of the coin for me, personally. Um, and, and I think it's harsh to say that, should he have said that to Corey? I think defensively, we were shambles. Like, to let Decore yeah. be free on his own in the box, I think that's where you got to look at first, rather than, do you look at Steele as the goalkeeper, I think, personally? That's true. I guess um, yeah. When when I've scru- when I've scrutinised Leeds before, and obviously our, our friend of the show Josh Akers has more said like it's the defence that the issue, uh, the defence are letting the keeper down. And I guess you could probably say that with this game rather than yeah. pointing the finger. I, I think at it's the yeah. Goalkeeper. I, I think it's extremely harsh to say the second goal was was savable. I think yeah. Mm. When 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 Decore is free on his own in the six yard box with a free volley, yeah. like what? Yeah, what, twice what is, as well. Yeah. It? What what's still meant to do there? Like unless he's Superman. I just um, thought maybe I'd be super critical, but I just thought it was yeah. a bit closer to him rather than a, a super yeah. super finish like the connection was great uh, yeah. obviously the third one um that was one where it was a bit questionable ryan you leaning back trying not to scrutinize a goalkeeper because like what no, happened with sanchez a couple of years ago but <laughs> um no no, no, no go for it i Let think me, what, what are your thoughts um, when you saw that one happen yeah it's an own goal in it you can't plaster that one over i think that yeah it's hard because putting this on steel would be wrong and i think that when the whole team's been starting in probably the worst I've seen them in, I don't even know, last season when we played Burnley, probably, uh, we weren't that bad at Forest. Not that bad. This was, this is, that was the worst I've seen the team play in, in, in a long time. I didn't recognise, you know, you don't recognise that team. It's not the team that you know. And I think that because we were that bad uh, in that first half, you know, I'm not counting second because I actually thought second we, we played all right. But first off, we were, we were so bad that to, to to put it down to just steal should have saved that. We're rattled. We were absolutely rattled from back to front. We were rattled. Um, you know, we had Undav and Welbeck making nothing up front. They're, they're giving the ball away left, right, and centre. We had Matoma giving the ball away. We had Buenanote pretty much invisible. We had Gross, you know, not keeping up with anybody. We had McAllister who actually had a good second half. Uh, but again, in the first, probably was too weak, was getting overrun. How many times have we been able to say that this season? Caicedo was missing challenges. We had Duncan Webster getting caught out. We had a Stupinian getting caught out. And then we have Steele, who makes a mistake. So I think that to look through the whole eleven, everyone was making mistakes from back to front. So to, to yeah. say that... You know that it's it's on steel. Look, his head's gone. It's a bad one. It's come off the back of him. It's gone into his own net. You can't hide it. It's a bad one. But yeah. look, the way the game went, it is it is just it's Man United against Liverpool seven nil. You know, it's them sort of games which is such a a weird one. And I hope I hope it doesn't knock anyone's Freak confidence because it yeah. can. But we'll see. Mm. Yeah. These I mean, games I'm... have been happening everywhere this season. I don't know what it is yeah, with exactly. this season. Yeah, this, there's been freak been games mad, yeah. all over the place. I'm sure I read, saw an Athletics article about it, something like that, um, where essentially they said, you know, like Man United losing 7-0 and I'm trying to think of some other results, like a couple of Chelsea results, stuff like that. It seems to be when teams lose, they lose to the extremes. Even like Wolves, yeah. for example. They lost 6-0. That doesn't normally happen. Tottenham losing 6-1 to Newcastle, yeah. you know. These sort of extremes seem to be happening, and I, I don't know what it is. I think it's been a funny Fixed old to congestion, season, isn't it? Really, I think but is what you would put it down to. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lack of point. fitness in the Premier League. I think yeah, you know, that everyone's playing so many games that you know these players. Um, I'm not giving ultimate protection to players, 
because I think they should be protected in this in the sense of this, but then they should also be rightly and, and they don't get called out for the amount of cheating that goes on. My God, that's a whole other conversation that the players need to take accountability for. Um, but when it comes to fixture congestion, you, you've got to give respect to them because they're playing three games a week. And, and Deserby said it. You know, we, we're not used to this. And one thing I will actually agree with Deserbi on was he said about the mentality. And he said that he puts this down to the mentality of the team. We're not ready to play three games a week and you have to be. And I actually do agree with him. I think that I do agree with the fact that there shouldn't be a situation where a team's chasing top four for the first time in their history or chasing top six for the first time in their history and teams want it more than them. That shouldn't that shouldn't be the case. I, there's a, there's a case of there's you know we're getting overrun and we're unfit and we haven't got enough of you know players to fill gaps. But to say that you know they wanted it more or they did that you know they wanted this more. Forest wanted it more. Everton wanted it more. To say that it's hard to hear when you're a team that should be playing higher up and you know could be even in the top four spots if it were for a few things to go their way. But that's one thing I did agree with Deserbi on. That's for sure. I also like the fact that um, was it there was rumours that he kept him in the changing room for about forty minutes after full time. It's like he, a football he, manager, he, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and it just reminded me of um, you know the, you know the meme of uh, Warnock when he goes, "You got to die to get three points." <laughs> I just imagine him just in in the changing room, just just absolutely ambassador the place. But I think. Yeah, 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 like a Bielsa special, um, yeah. like PowerPoint presentation. But no, I, I think I think that just shows. Like, if it is true, obviously, I, I think it was pretty much true because obviously he didn't yeah, go. He never out came to, out. He never yeah, came out to do his uh, duty, media duties. Um, yeah. And it's just, yeah, I, I quite like that because I think it shows that you know how. Like, for example, and I know, I know, you know, footballers are allowed to have a social life. I get that 100. percent I'm not saying they can't. But like, there was a clip that came out today from the Millwall side. I don't know if you saw that when they uh, all yeah. went to karaoke after obviously losing to Blackburn and not making the playoffs. Like, I, I get that they, you know, they've got personal life and they can do what they want. I, I, I don't, you know, but these, it's the optics. So for me, it's like, if you're the fans of Millwall, you've just lost. Uh, all you have to do is win the game and you're in the playoffs. And the lads have gone out and had a massive night out and, you know, don't After look like being 3-1 up at half-time or whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. Was so yeah. imagine like the optics yeah. of then like, let's say, for example, I don't know, Deserby coming out like straight away being like, oh yeah, do you know what? I like, you know how Potter would have done back in the day. Oh, don't worry, lads. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine next game. We'll be all we'll good. Like you know, whatever. <sighs> yeah, take the positives exactly. <laughs> and then, and then, and now he's got, now he's gone like a bit made a bit of a statement. Like lads, stay in the changing room. You know, I'm going to give it to you how it is. Give it to you straight. I made. You know, it just shows that for me personally, Deserby's mentality of how he just he's a winner and he hates losing. Fans, and I Potter. think that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We didn't make enough noise. Yeah, apparently. I said that as well. I remember thinking as soon as it finished, I thought, oh, Potter would have said we played really well second half. Mm. You know, take the positives from mm. that or something like that. So, you know, yeah. it's a different mentality, isn't it? It's yeah. very mm. good to see it from that. Moment. I wish, oh, and, I wish we had the cameras in the changing room, though. I really yeah. wish oh, we, You know, yeah. like we did for Man United. Can you imagine? Fuck you, fuck you. anyone's seen, uh, sorry, if anyone's seen, uh, who's that? Um, Mike Bassett, England manager. Have anyone, yeah. Has anyone seen that? When he's going, it's a fucking disgrace. It's a fucking... He's just swearing constantly. I just yeah. feel like that would have been a bit of a deserving. And also his comments as well about Arsenal as well, how, how we're going to have a much improved side or you're going to see a much improved performance against Arsenal. Again, just to come out and say that, I think it's great to hear from your manager, especially after yeah. such a heavy loss. I know he's not going to yeah. come out and say, I know he's not going to come out and say, oh, you know, we're going to, <laughs> we're going to be worse or whatever. But just him coming out and saying, oh, look, like we, you're going to get a reaction from us against Arsenal. I think that's really, mm. you know, against the second in the, in the that's table. Chris we're, we're line, high. wasn't it? Really looking for a reaction every single week. We get beaten, really looking yeah. for a reaction. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no. He was I, apparently I do, quite I, aggressive. 
Was it? He, I could believe that. Yeah, I, I, I know it. somebody who was a. I know somebody who was a media intern at Rotherham United. Here we go, story time here. Um, and we lost two nil to Rotherham, and they could hear shooting shouting at yeah, the players like through like three walls or something, like that. Yeah. So. He, as much that, as he was right. calm, he was quite an angry guy, to be honest. I could believe that. That's surprising. But one thing I would say, actually, about um, Deserbi, I don't think he would just be in there shouting, scolding them for, for 40 minutes. I'd imagine it was a, a bit of a, a mixture. Everyone knows it. If you know anything about motivation or theories, motivation theories, um, you would know that just shouting at somebody for 40 minutes isn't going to work. You have to simply at some point put an arm around them as well and I think that they I think Deserby's smart enough of a guy to know that and I don't think it would have been a case of he's in there giving him full on hair dryer treatment and to be honest with you I actually think it's one of them moments where we all look back on and, and be kind of I think it will be a one of them maybe I'm going to be in a little bit psycho in a bad moment here but I think that it's a big moment. I think that it'll be a big moment for the club, but for the players, for the fans, for the manager as well. It's a big defeat on, on Deserby's CV, but equally it's big on the players, you know, how we've been playing so many games. It's a wake-up call for them in that sense. But also for the fans, you know, it's it's it's, it's a real wake-up call for the fans because, you know, we're getting very, you know, perhaps a bit carried away. Maybe maybe not carried away, but we were, we were enjoying a good moment. And I think we should have been, I think. But also, yeah, I think we, we had every right to go into where... that game to Absolutely. And yeah. I think it's good because it keeps us, it makes us know that we're not there yet. And there's, there's still a long way to go till we're there. Wherever there is, we're not there. So yeah, I think that there. it's quite, it's quite nice to almost be humbled in a, in a way. It's good to have a nail on the head. And I think as well, you know, that, that feeling of, I don't know, wake up call, I think is, is, is weirdly refreshing. It's, it's really, really odd now, but I think you know what I mean in three months time. Mm. Is it a glimpse into next season if we do get Conference League or even Europa League, of course, um, that we will be having to be do we'll be having these months where we're playing a game on Sunday, we're playing mm. a game on Thursday, playing a game on Saturday or Sunday, and then so on. Like in a month, we might play five games or six games, like we have this month, and we, it's, you know, it's been quite telling. You know, we lost to Forest, um, well, yeah. to, well, in April, and then we lost to Everton, like two shock defeats because the players looked tired. Is that something that we got to be one percent you worried about? I think we're doing something about it though. Like as much as there's been a lot of um, calls for us to get better depth, which we definitely need. I think a lot of people at the moment we can't really do anything about that. We're not in a transfer window, so yeah. we can't. We've already signed two depth. players to be fair, haven't we? But you can yeah, see you that, that we're making clear. We we're making making we have Pedro at half time. Great yeah, time. Exactly. Great timing, that he was. He was having a great <laughs> time. Yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ. 3-0 <laughs> <Three, no laughs> down at the Amex. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Um, Get me back to Watford. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, that is a club in serious chaos, to be fair. But, um, no, I yeah, think we probably we're seems all right the... compared to Watford still, even though we're 3-0 yeah, down at um, half time. <laughs> but I think we're making the moves to build up better squad. I think a lot of players, I don't think we'll see, you know, I don't know how many players off the top of my head we've got on loan at the moment, but it must be in the high 20s. I think a lot of those players will probably stick around next season, maybe as debt. I mean, we've got some quite versatile players out on loan, like uh, Karbovnik, who's at Dusseldorf. You know, he, he's a full-back who can play left-back, right-back. Alzate would be a welcomed addition. Yeah, Alzate. Well. I think maybe, maybe that would be a player who'd be really Moda, good. Moda, Adingra. Yeah, Moda, Adingra. Even Zakiri, he's not had a bad season at Basel. Yeah, I might yeah, have to bring back that. the old Enter Zakiri uh, Twitter. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, he comes back. But yeah, I think uh, I think we I think we're going the right way about looking to get that depth. And I, I think 
And I don't, I, I really like Lamptey. I like him as a bloke. I like him about everything. But I feel like we, we keep on relying on him as our backup right back or a mm. right back option. And he just can't keep fit. And we're now at this position where we've got no Veltman and we're having to shoehorn central midfielders into the right back role. Like when Gross was out injured, we're even on our fourth choice right back. So we're putting Caicedo in there, who I actually preferred a right back, to be honest. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be against him though. playing there against Arsenal. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I think we maybe need to look that first day of the transfer window, look at getting another right back in. Yeah, um, because I, sure. as much as I like Lamptey, we can't rely on because we're, we're linked. We're linked with that Ajax right back, aren't we? Drench, Drench, yeah, Drench, yeah, Wrench, 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 something like that. Yeah, there's another one um, coming. Maybe Adela Fire. Adela Fire's there on the bench. With the fire, it's hard really. though, isn't it? Because yeah, putting him into Arsenal, City, Southampton, even you know it's yeah. a big game for us. Um, mm. If Villa away, putting him into a lion's den, I think it's it's a bit harsh. It's hard, isn't it? Because you you want to do the best for the team, but then you think also the long term effect on ruining a young player's confidence is yeah. equally suicide. I do so think Beltman's back though. Yeah, I do think Beltman's right. back on Sunday because someone mm. saw him running around Hove Park. So oh, that's it. Then. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. That's <all> right. <laughs> I saw that tweet. I don't know. If, I don't know how reliable we can take. <laughs> yeah, that's, someone that's saw tweet. Info I get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw on Twitter that he's walking around Oak Park. Um, he's walking around Oak so Park. Yeah, Martin right Montoya again. Yeah, Martin Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> that photo of Martin Montoya from a few yeah, years ago is so absolutely strange. vintage. So um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of because there are so many goals we conceded. What happened in the second half? The first, like, so obviously, yeah. Can I... We we made four substitutions. Yeah, imagine you take you take. Yeah, sorry. That's I... the first time that's ever happened as well. A little stat. We've brought in Hove Albion Football Club. It's the first time we've ever subs. made a quadruple substitution. Definitely. Look at that. Man, Amazing. I didn't know that. That, that is, that is this is why he's here. I love stats. I love stats like that. Um, yeah, no, so at, at half time, yeah, like, I don't think there was any other option for him to make uh, a, a wholesale, wholesale changes. Um, so, oh, my dog's just kind of a bit mad in the background. Right. So, yeah, uh, wholesale changes. And I think that it was, yeah, it had to be done. I thought Ferguson was fantastic. I thought March was incredible. Such a shame to see him come off. Uh, I was so gutted for him just because he was playing brilliantly. Like, he was exactly what Thomas should have been doing in the first half. Uh, no, no sort of, you know. Uh, shots fired at Matoma there. But yeah, I feel like March was brilliant when he came on. Uh, and CISO looked really lively. Brilliant. And I, I just, yeah, do you know what I loved about, so when we got the lineups came out, I thought, do you know what? I actually like the fact that we got March and CISO, Ferguson as options to come off the bench. But then 34 seconds in, I thought, do you know what? We need them. <laughs> <laughs> we need them on the pitch, boys. Uh, they're great options off the bench, but we actually need them on the pitch. So yeah, like when he made those fours, I was like, brilliant. This is great. You know, he's really good. Uh, we, I thought we dominated possession throughout the game, but in the second half, especially. Um, and it just, it was just counterattacks, wasn't it? Let's be real. Everton was brilliant on the counter. Every time they just looked dangerous on the counterattack, uh, we dominated possession. And then in the second half, yeah, we, you know, what's his face? Pickford just turned into prime Gigi Buffon. Oh, mate. Mate, that's, that's honestly, that save, yeah, the one, you know, the one that should, would have got disallowed in the end from Ferguson, well, they're both, both from Ferguson, but the first one, mm. that was an incredible save. 
I think I think it would have been ruled out. Was it? Yeah, I think it was going to get ruled out. The offside. Oh, don't ruin it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was. I'll say the first. The first save was incredible. The second save was fantastic when Ferguson had that left foot shot. Uh, that was brilliant. Everyone, everyone in the stadium thought it was it was a goal kick, and I was like, no, he's got a touch to that, which was just incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Pickford just turned into prime Buffon, which was mm. classic. It shows why him. he's England's number one as well. Yeah, exactly. There's been a lot of debate yeah. about him and Ramsdale. And yeah, Ramsdale's a I'm, fraud, I'm, mate. Yeah, I yeah. Well, I I don't want to say that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, I don't rate him at all. So Pickford showed his quality seriously, and you you look at some of those saves he did make. And I do think the way the game was going, if if one of those had gone in, th- there is every chance we could have clawed it back to a free all or something yeah. like that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So you know, and that's not to, and you know, if you look at all the the the, the four saves that he's made, if he doesn't make those four three or four saves, <laughs> the game ends five four. Yeah. So you know, you know what? When I thought it wasn't nothing was going our way was when yeah Pickford made yeah those two or three saves and then obviously they score their fourth in the seventy sixth minute. But that goal was when I was like, yeah, it's not our day. None of our players were really playing well. Obviously in the first half, we had a few good substitutions that came on and proved themselves well. Yeah. Um, but so when they get that counter attack, I think March gives the ball away. Caicedo slips over, and I was like, oh yeah, classic. And then March is about to catch up. He pulls up his hammer and you're thinking, oh, okay, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Just think literally yeah, back to just... back. And you just know at that mm-hmm. moment that it's just not your day. And, and obviously Dwight McNeil literally, well, Dunk goes flying in. <laughs> and just, what was Dwight McNeil Dunk Dunk guys there? past him, what takes it around, takes it still. He's yeah. gone. To be this fair, thing, right. didn't have and that was very Lewis Dunk. You've just <laughs> diving in like that. Old Lewis mm-hmm. Dunk. This is the thing, this is the thing, right? Yeah, this is the thing, Ryan. We 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 we're praising him pretty much every week, and then he just does these things just to sort of yeah. prove us wrong, which is really frustrating because we know how good he can be, but he has got that moment in him where he does make a terrible decision or you know whatever it might be. So yeah, it's very frustrating. Mm. And then yeah, obviously Dwight McNeil does the Ross Barkley celebrating before they've got the balls in the back of the net. Just we got absolutely embarrassed by them, and also the Everton fans constantly going. Woo! Oh yeah, my god, yeah, Rick Flair, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Just turned into like, to be fair, a bunch of Rick Flair's. <laughs> to be fair, that song on record is an absolute banger. Right. <laughs> I, did, I did before that game. On record, was, not, on, not on Apple Music or Spotify, on record. Yeah, no, on like, yeah, <laughs> no, no, sorry, on, on Spotify and stuff. <laughs> Spirit of the Blues, absolute banger. Serious Just, tune. Also, I've got I've got to drop some um, some massive information, which I know is going to rattle Ryan's cage here. But um, after that fourth goal, I actually left um, because I had to get back to London. So I did not stay until uh, full time. So for everyone who out there who's going to probably be like, oh, you're a fake fan, you left early. Screw you guys! Uh, I'm going home. But you know, but generally, like obviously, oh, my head was gone. Obviously, after three 0 my head was gone. But let alone four. And then I was like, look, I've got to get back to London, which is about two. Well, for me, it's like a two-hour, four-hour round trip. So I was like, look, I better get, better get away here. Um, mm. But yeah, and I had enough. I was like, look, as soon as I saw Donkey slide in, I was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know the, the SpongeBob meme when he walks out. I was like, yeah, that's that's <laughs> me. I'm out of here. Boys. To be fair though, like probably the shortest queue for the train at full time ever on uh, yeah. Monday with everybody gone already. Got in quick. You could have, yeah, which could is have weird. strolled onto a train then. But anyway, yeah, I know. Um, it's probably better to <laughs> yeah. stay. All ten of us back minutes. in the West Upper. Um, we we uh, <laughs> did clap Mope onto the pitch. Um, and I thought that was quite nice. Um, just on that, Ryan. Just on that, Ryan. Because I, I know there was rumblings online. I didn't hear any of this, but apparently people were booing at half time. I didn't. I didn't hear. Yeah, I didn't were. hear any of this. 
Was that booze? Yeah, I, a couple did. I didn't boo. I just shouted, I booze. oh, fuck Jack off. Booze. <laughs> Jack booze. No, yeah. basically. When you say, when you say I, didn't I didn't boo, you he know booed. he booed. He did. No, <laughs> to be honest, Jack. It's all right. I didn't boo. Maz has already called himself a classic, Jack. Just say, I, just say, it's all right. Yeah, I've been honest. Nah, nah, nah. 100%. I can tell you exactly what I did. I didn't boo him on. I just saw him get his thing off and I shouted, oh, fuck off at the top of my voice. And then I clapped him on. And actually, to be fair to him, I will give him credit. When um, when they scored the fifth, he went over to celebrate and he didn't celebrate or anything. He just shook Dwight McNeil's hand and walked off. So, you know, as much as everybody thinks he's like got some agenda against a club, which I, I don't really know where it no, came from other than, other than the other, the one moment where he said going to Everton was a step up. And like, he's just joined a new though. club. He's obviously going to say that. Potter, like, definitely. Yeah, I think another, I think he had an issue with Potter, but you know, I think people at the club were quite respectful. I think he knows most of the fans didn't really have a problem except for some absolute mm. morons who like went, that bloke who went up to Potter and told him to stop playing Morpay in the street. I'm sure he mentioned <laughs> oh, God. once, but um, I saw Morpay, he, he, he high fived the, um, he high fived one of the mascots. I think all the Everton players were, um, running out to warm up. I don't know if that was half time before the game. Everyone walked past him, obviously, as footballers do, but Mope he, ran back and high-fived them all, which was nice. He was he was chatting to all the players as well uh, in front of us. He was chatting to March. He was chatting to Ferguson. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the conversation with Ferguson went well. He was like, so you're the guy, you're the guy who replaced me, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, that, yeah. I'm the man now, mate. You're, you're, I'm you're, that guy. Yeah. He was so, good, though, wasn't he, when he came with Ferguson. That was probably one of the... Let's actually do this. This will be positive. Let's name yeah. one positive from the game. And I'll start. And it's probably easy because I've just said it. But yeah, I thought Evan Ferguson looked great when he came on. Um, just mm-hmm. remind you of like, the quality striker that we do have. Who wants to go mm-hmm. next? Uh, oh, I'll go next. Go yeah, I, I, thought in, I thought the quadruple uh, substitution, if it wasn't for two, to be brutally honest, just quite unlucky goals, um, we would have won the second half. I know that means nothing. But, <laughs> you know, um, it means nothing to the result. But... If it wasn't for that ridiculous goal where somehow, Mar- like you say, Caicedo fell over, March pulled up, which was a counter-attack off one of Pickford's wonder saves, um, we could have easily probably dragged that back to get a goal suddenly after that. It, it just killed the momentum a bit. So um, I thought we were okay in the second half. And as well, if you look at the stats, like the stats of the whole game, like, you know, as, as, as much as I hate talking about XG, we won on XG. We had 23 attempts on target to their they're five. So Wait, they had twenty two percent possession. Yeah. Which is nuts. And they yeah. won five one. Yeah, and so, you know, as much as it was a terrible performance, it was a freak performance. I think that. And I think I don't want to blame Steele, but I do remember Sanchez having some of these games where we they would have three shots on target and he wouldn't save any of those three. And I think that just happened to Steele yesterday. He just had one of those games where everything they hit went in. Um and that could have easily ended about six five, really. Um, and also, it's a weird day of Barclays, wasn't it? You know. Yeah, I think yeah. was it twenty eight goals? No. Yeah, twenty one yeah. goals. Twenty one. Twenty one goals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's fourteen goals from thirteen shots from Fulham, uh, Everton, and Forest. I think so. Yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. Um, and Ryan, you're positive if there was any. Alexis McAllister. I'm leaving it with some. There's plenty. I mean, I mean, I think the second half we were great. Um, I think McAllister was good. I said I think um, we stopped them really doing anything. The last goal was just because we had given up. To be honest, I think we were just done. Um, 
yeah, I think I think we completely wrecked them really second half. It was but for Jordan Pickford's great, great, great saves and plenty and plenty of time wasting that you know, that the game ticked away from us and I think it was gone. I think yeah, it was one of them where nothing went our way. Um but yeah, no credit to the you know, credit to us for sticking with it really, because it was one of them and I think it's one of them that, you know, like Bournemouth, like Cardiff, uh it, it, you remember them. Oh. Um and I think that you know, it's not it's nowhere near as bad in terms of what it means for the club at all. Um, but I think that it's good because I'm happy that I, I'm happy that some fans have had to see it as well, if you know what I mean. Because I think that it's it's a good leveller for people that perhaps thought otherwise. Needed to be humbled. So I think it's good. Not humbled. Not need humbled, humbled. Because I, think, I don't think anyone... No, no, no. I don't want our fans to be humbled. But it's perspective. And I think that, yeah, it's it's good to understand as a football club that it's not easy to just become Champions League. Um, you know, and it's it's a wake-up call. Um, so, yeah, say that. Uh, and we can't win every game. We can't, yeah. can't physically <laughs> do right, that. It's... That is impossible. It's like the Forest game. We're a short squad like, it's just coming not, up it's on just three games. It's not going to happen, is it? No. You know, yeah. a short squad, right, know. you know, that's relatively unexperienced as well, bear in mind. We've got such a young team and CISO was great when he came on, don't get me wrong. But he's 18. You've got Ferguson, who's a great player, but he's 18. Like, they're, they're a very young team. They're not used to these games. Facundo, he's 17. Facundo, 17. 17, my God, I didn't realize he was that young. Um, and, you know, it's might easy have, to call out... Yeah, he's 18, 17, to be fair. But he's he's one of those, again, Facundo's actually worth mentioning because, yes, he was he like a, like a lost, lost lost dog out there. Yeah, but, he was, you know, you, he look was at, um, you look at Julio when he first sort of, that, that, that first, was it six months even, you'd be, we'd be willing to say, he didn't, he, he was very erratic. And we we're only saying before the Bournemouth game that he was maybe potentially going to be worth a loan. And then all of a sudden he scores at Bournemouth, has a couple of good games, I think, just before. And you're thinking all of a sudden you've got a different Julio. And now he comes on and he's probably one of our best attackers. Uh, and that's in the space of about a month. Um, and I'd say Bonanotte is going to be the same. It's obvious he's got talent, for God's sake. The, the boy can play, no doubt. Um, but maybe maybe just putting in players like him, you know, inexperienced at the beginning was a risk and, and we had to pay the price for it. And I think ultimately that's what cost us. Um, maybe if you brought on Buonanotte, you know, when it's the second half and then we haven't just relied on him behind in front of Gross even, should I say, who's, you know, let's be honest, not the best right back out there and he's a great attacker. It's, <laughs> you know, it's one of them, isn't it? It's, it's one of them. Buonanotte is pretty much out of it, out of position anyway. So, you know, it's it's hard to it's, it's hard to pinpoint anybody. Because Julio had that game where he came on and came off again. Was it against Villa? I think Lalana came off after I think five you're right. minutes. Yeah, and then right. Julio played till fifty-five minutes, and then they oh hit yeah, him. it was. So yeah. you know, yeah, he he's had his poor games, and it's all about building those players up. And that was another poor game, Villa. I remember that. That was a weird game, wasn't it? Well, it's because we only played like 30 minutes of actual football because they were bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was literally the game before the World Cup. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Martinez time wasted so much that game. You've had time to think. Yeah, I've had a lot of time to think, yeah. To be fair, everyone's taken all the good points. Everyone's covered pretty much everything. I've got another one if you didn't want one. Oh, no, no. Like, well, Just to sort of uh, actually just uh, elaborate on one of the points actually I think Ryan made it um, about sort of not perspective yeah, perspective I suppose of fans but I think it's actually good because 
it sort of helps us now to know that going into let's next season, if we do get European football, which we're, we're looking likely we could, especially Conference League, mm. we're looking likely, um, we're going to be having to, yeah, play, was it Thursdays, uh, Saturdays, uh, Tuesdays, you know I mean, like, there's going to be a lot of fixtures in and amongst it. And I think this is a key learning of like, how to rotate a squad. We're gonna, and I think it proves to Bloom that he does need to spend some money and get more for reinforcements as much as he's doing that already. Um, I think it just basically hits home a lot of the points that we all sort of knew, but we needed this kind of result to really have actually home. experienced them. Yeah, yeah, and actually ha- having experienced them, and I think that's really key for us. I think it's a big learning, and 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 as as we've touched on, I thought the second half were brilliant, um, and the, the subs that came on were fantastic. Um, but yeah, it, it was just one of those weird mm. weird days. And then the last one for me is obviously Villa lost, which is great because yeah, I per me personally, maybe it's just because I'm back of a bad result, but I think I don't know if we qualify for Europa League. I think we will get the Conference League spot, really, um, which is probably another good question as well. Actually, so where do we think we'll finish? Yeah, cause I, I I have it. Funny enough, I have it. Liverpool fourth now because obviously they're flying. Man United are falling. So yeah, Liverpool fourth, United fifth, Tottenham sixth, Brighton seventh. Ryan, what's yours? No, I think we could finish with Spurs. It just depends on how much they cheat. It really does. I think... <laughs> <laughs> you had to get it in there. You had to get it in there. It's true, mate. It's true. Like, <laughs> they're, 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 like they're, Everton, it drives you It drives you mad. Aston Villa, Fulham. That's what I was saying. These players need to take some accountability, mate. Brentford. Well, I just um, suddenly thought, there's very so quickly. many teams. While you Go talk on. about teams cheating, right? I think I was about the only person left in the ground at this point. But there was. <laughs> I was the most there too. Don't worry, penalty. Jack. I stayed till the end as well. Yeah, you stay. I saw the most blatant penalty I've ever seen in my life on about the 90th yeah, minute. I know what you mean. It, it meant nothing to the game, so it doesn't really matter. But how Pickford the hell was shoved that him, chair? didn't he? Pickford just smacked McAllister in the face while walking backward and the ball was in play. And yeah. it was just like, yeah, yeah, why yeah. is that not even being checked? Not that Pretty it mattered, because it was like it was in added time just yeah. before they scored the fifth. I was just like, what? What the hell was that all about? Yeah. But I not, went not numb after. I went like, numb, numb after bizarre. four. Um, I sort yeah. of accepted defeat. You know, not defeat, but I accepted that it was a rough one after four. Yeah. I think once we got four one, it was the first goal I've ever watched live, and I've never reacted to. I think that I, I was so done. It looked and a bit Alexis weird. Alexis scored, sort of and it, in, it, it took me a minute to realise that we had scored. Like everyone got up and celebrated. I was like. <laughs> Oh my god, we've actually scored. I couldn't believe we had actually scored. Yeah. And then obviously my we didn't even stand up proper. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Anyway, um now we've got to get three more in the space of about five minutes. But I don't know, it was it was weird because um I, I think it again it was one of them, Jack, where look, I know that Maz said it and I didn't realise that you left early, Maz. So it's actually it's actually ruined my rant that I had before the podcast. But I think that yeah, it's one of those where the people that stuck about in that, and I was going to say this regardless of what Maz said, it's it's testament not only to the fans, but also it makes you appreciate how far, that not only that we've come, but the people that can see it. Because this is one thing mm. that I think is prevalent, is that people don't see it, they just see what's in the moment. And I think that really is what got me yesterday, as to how that East stand cleared, not only after the fourth, but after the half-time whistle. I mean, so many people didn't even come back out. And it, and it really, what? like, it really? really was poor. It's yeah. really poor. Yeah, seriously, it was I, poor. I, that East stand was really embarrassing. I don't, I don't... And, and second half, it was just as bad. I don't mind people leaving on like, you know, like when Maz left, when the fourth goes in, what was it, like 80 minutes, like, 
you know, I get that, especially if you need to get home. But some people just are just sort of giving up at half time, you know. And yeah. fair enough, we are three nil down. Um, I don't think off the top of my head I can remember a free goal comeback from Brighton. Um, I mean that is <laughs> that is under really Zerbi, anything's Brazier. possible, mate. Yeah, under Deserbi, anything's possible, and in this Premier League season, anything's possible as well. Um, yeah. that, but that, you know, it it, yeah. it, it so, happens, and I, and I do yeah. think like you know, I've only ever left one Brighton game early, if anybody wondered, um, which was uh, Blackburn away uh, mm. when we were three one up, and I had to get the last train to Huddersfield, and as soon as I left the ground, Blackburn scored a second to make it three two. So since that day, I've never left early. Oh. Just like, you know, because that will happen. Yeah. That will happen. Do you know um, what, not that Jack? Do you know what my reasoning was? When I was younger, we yeah. always never left early, ever, ever, ever. And I've, and I've still to this day never left early from a game ever once, not once. And the only time that... Because uh, I've been to... I mean, not as much as you, Jack, but in my time of going to Brighton games, I've been home and away pretty much since I was born. But no, since I was probably about... I don't know, 10 or whatever. So the point of the matter is, um, Will Buckley was the reason I never left early. Not the reason, but proof as to why he shouldn't was because he was the first one that I knew of that started scoring these dramatic last-minute goals pretty much with yeah, every yeah. goal that he scored. I think it's 75% of the goals he got in his career at Brighton came in the, first, in the last six minutes of the game, I think, or something like that. What? And I think that's just insane. Jesus. And from that's that alone, insane. I was like, yeah. And from that alone, I was like... I can't leave these games because how do I know that's not going to happen? And by some miracle yeah. against Arsenal, against um, Everton yesterday, those are two, four, well, not four all, five all or four all results. Um, and, you know, I think that we, we were on track to do both of them uh, had it not been for one, a good goalkeeper and two, a dodgy VAR decision on Matoma. Um, so I guess we'll never know, but that's just what I think anyway. Right. I'm going to wrap up because we got, well, I need to have dinner and also City versus Real Madrid. Don't have it too that. spicy, though, um, like me. No, I definitely oh, won't. Off, but I will. I do want to... breathing I, all evening. Have a fajita curry, mate. I do want to get your European predictions, boys, um, before we go. Maz, I'll start with you. So yeah. I said Ooh. Liverpool fourth, Man United fifth, yeah. Tottenham sixth, Brighton seventh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Liverpool will get fourth. Uh, I think Man United will finish fifth. I think we'll finish sixth and Spurs seventh and Villa eighth. Yeah. Jack? Um, so I'm going to go, I think Man United are still going to finish fourth. Um, they got games in hand as well, uh, on Liverpool, I think. I think they've got one game in hand on them, so um, they that's probably winnable. I can confirm that is correct. One game in hand. Yes, that is correct. Get in there. Um, then I go fifth <laughs> Liverpool. I think Liverpool aren't catchable now. Um, I yeah. think, I think we're going to get your Europa Conf. League, but it's going to be between us and Villa. So whatever happens, happens because life is a roller coaster. In it. So oh, don't do that. Not between us and Villa. Um, I can't deal with it. I know. I can't yeah. deal. Ryan, with it. I think on. that's what it's going to be. I'm not going all the way to Villa Park for that. Yeah, well, I don't want to go to Villa Park. Brighton way, isn't it? It is. Yeah, you know, way, isn't it? It's a repeat of the final day of the Championship. You know, that's yeah. I dyed my hair blue that day. That was the most embarrassing day of my life. And then what it, I bleached my I hair just like a week before. As well. <laughs> I, I, I bleached my hair a week before and it said on the side of the can, do not use on bleached hair as it will stain your hair. So I put it on the bleached hair. <laughs> and that's hair. why he became and ginger. I, yeah, and I couldn't get it out for like <laughs> origin story. two or three weeks. Two or three weeks. I couldn't get blue out of my hair. I had to sit all my uni exams with a hat on. 
It was awful. That, that <laughs> that's was probably why I've gosh. got no hair now. I was, I was about to say, if anyone w- wondered Jack's origin story of why he's <laughs> yeah, the man exactly. he is today, that is the, the story. There you go. The bleach got in the bloodstream, you see, and then it turned me insane. <laughs> Easily done. That's I why you bleed like blue, that. Jack. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> nice, Maz. Uh, Ryan, go on, finish us off with your predictions of Europe. Yeah, United will finish top. Mm. Liverpool finish top four. United fifth. Um, I just think United aren't that good. I, I just don't. I think that you know we've done a double over them, great and all that, but I just don't think they're that great. I think that Liverpool have been on too much form recently, and I don't think they'll drop off before the end of this month. Um, so yeah, them fourth, United fifth, and us sixth, Tottenham seventh, provided Harry Kane doesn't whistle in the ref's ear again because it's yeah but I think we are better than Spurs I think yesterday is a real one-off and I hope for the sake of the club that it doesn't matter but I think also we are is it two wins to get European football not all but guaranteed I'm saying all but guaranteed I'm not saying mathematically um, but all but guaranteed is it two wins is six points I don't know if I'm right in saying that. Six I'm putting that as a bit of an open question. Well, it's, so it's six, six points. Six points. If, if Villa drop points, and it all gets very complicated if because Villa they're playing points. Spurs and Liverpool. Yeah. I think Naylor said we needed nine, didn't he? Yeah. He, we needed but nine, but if Villa maximum, drop any points. But he said maximum, though, which I didn't really get. Yeah, so that would be, I guess, if Villa win all the reigning games. Because well, yeah, obviously, if I've, yeah, it's dependent on what's around. Um... Okay, so say we need maximum nine, then six points out of, you know, Southampton. I could see us doing Arsenal because we always seem to do it when we go to the Emirates. Um, you know, City is probably a, a loss, unfortunately. Um, and Villa, I, I'd expect us, not expect us, but I'd feel that we would lose that game if it came down to it. Um, so I'd say our points come from Arsenal and, and, and Southampton. Um and maybe oh, a yeah, point right, against. This is a long <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I had to do. Uh, no, wait, wait, sorry. What, what was the actual prediction? <laughs> Jack was not enough then. <laughs> well, I think Ryan's disappeared into the never now. Yeah, the ether. Yeah, where? where yeah, his face is I'm, I'm just. I just. I only heard like half of oh. you, and then I've, and then I've come back. I think I've got a really <laughs> big delay on my side. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, what was, what was your, what was your prediction, Ryan? What was your prediction? I said us sixth, and sixth, Tottenham seventh because we're better than Tottenham. Yeah, it, that's what I said. It. Nice. All right, I'm a wrapper. Um, Thank you for listening. That was a freak show. That was a, well, a shit show at, at the Amex. Um, I hope it's been a good show on the podcast. I think it has. Um, thank you, Jack, for coming on very last minute, yep. of course. Um, thank you, Maz. Thank you, Ryan. If you are subscribing, if you are listening, still listening, sorry, please comment below. Sort your mic out, Jack. Yes, that's going to take some editing for me. Honestly, it's like having a bloody, it's like having like wind sails, you know, like when you're out and about. I don't know what's what's happening with my voice. The the wind crashes against your earphones. I think it's the mic. Maybe we just need to. Jack, I want to ask you one more question before we come off. I'll edit it out. Oh no, we don't have time yeah. for that, mate. We've got to go to bed. Now, what's the one question? Go on, Ryan. I want to hear it. I just want to know why he's got a Schalke shirt on. Oh, because I've got loads of foot. This is what I so I've got three hundred football That's shirts. What he does. So 
I just wear them like every day for work, and I just pick out like the nearest one. So I just got a Schalke <laughs> one on today, but it could be Fair. any team. There's 115 Brighton ones yeah. in there. Ryan, basically, basically after the five-one defeat, he's disowned Brighton, and he's he's gone. Yeah, to the other and I've blue become team. a Schalke. I've become Schalke Stevenson. Fair. I just I just <laughs> wanted to know the reason, really. But yeah, anyway, now you can wrap up. Yeah. I don't mind. No, I've got the whole Bundesliga. Much. I've got the whole Bundesliga right. shirts. Oh right. Everyone, that. comment below, Jack. Yes. Stop breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah. Jesus. To be fair, don't do that. after the last... Don't do that. After the last few weeks... No, don't do that. Don't do that. We're going to get After the last few weeks, there's probably a few Twitter accounts that want me to stop breathing at this point. Oh, the amount of people I've told to fuck off and shut the fuck <laughs> up. Join the club, mate. Join oh, the club. Okay, actually, I've got it. I've got, I've got the comment below. Everyone just comment woo like Ric Flair oh, go yeah. woo. Everyone comment woo. Come on, come uh, on. Oh, yeah, thank you, subscribe, comment, and goodbye. Woo. Peace. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.